Welcome to episode 18 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and in today's episode, I have a special guest, Jody Lebrun, a holistic life coach and yoga lifestyle educator. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with you shortly. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and today we've got a special guest. I have my new friend, Jody Lebrun, <clears throat> excuse me, of Balance, Rhythm, and Joy. She's from jodylebrun.com. That's J-O-D-I-L-E-B-R-U-N. She's a holistic life coach and a yoga lifestyle educator. Her passion is helping women reconnect with themselves through yoga, Ayurveda, and creativity. She specializes in teaching women and their families how to live actively, seasonally, and creatively. And she's also an artist. And one of the reasons I really wanted to bring Jodi on the show was first of all, because she's fabulous. But second of all, is because I really feel that she brings a unique perspective in terms of holistic living in the sense of, we all know me and how I'm very focused on raw food. But I do think that something that's lacking in my own life is kind of looking holistically at not only about what I eat, but at exercise and creativity and having downtime and balance. So I think we're going to have a really fun show today talking with Jody, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. So why don't we just get started? Hi, Jody, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited about this show. And one of the other reasons why I'm excited too is because we haven't had a chance to talk um, one on one. And I really was curious to hear all about your story and how you got started and what you're doing. I know you do a lot of stuff both online and in person uh, in terms of helping people with yoga and a variety of different other things too. But I'd really love to hear your story. And so I've just loved to hear about how you got into health, yoga, all this good stuff. I'm curious. All right. Well, um, it started, I guess, uh, well, I'm, I'll go right back to say high school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, met my husband in high school and, um, you know, kind of hit it off right away and, and started dating at the end of uh, near grade 13. And then uh, we went off to university in Sudbury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of the, I never had uh, a weight issue necessarily, but I was always a little heavier than, you know, than you kind of want to be. And then heading off into university, um, you know, you're on your own and uh, you have the, I'd say freshman 15. So probably over the course of university, put on a few extra pounds, Mm -hmm. not anything too, too, you know, out of, out of a healthy range, but a little bit more than I would have liked. So um, coming on fourth year of university, we uh, got married between third and fourth, and then we got pregnant. So our oldest, uh, Jessica, um, we had her and then give or take about two years later, we had our, our middle son, Ryan. And, um, after Ryan, I had on, oh, I, I, for me, I'm five, four on a, on a tall day. (laughs) And I, I had on, I would say for me about, it's painful to say it. And, and again, I, um, this is what for me was the catalyst for the rest of my life. So as much as I'm, I'm not thrilled about it, uh, it's my story. So, um, I had about 50 extra pounds on Mm -hmm. for, I guess I I did anyway, because I was about 165 after, um, our second son. 
So um, it was my husband, which is, you know, such a big part of, of who I am and, and who I've become. He's a, a black belt. So he was always, you know, fit and, and in shape and, and still is. But it was something where um, from a female point of view, I was I just felt you know, too heavy. And I wasn't, it wasn't affecting my health or anything like that, but it was something where, you know, I'm looking down the road and, and I just thought if I continued sort of doing what I was doing, which was just, you know, not really paying attention to portion sizes. And, and I was active, you know, like we went for bike rides and we did things like that, but Mm -hmm. nothing that was burning enough calories to keep my weight down. Mm -hmm. And uh, working in restaurants, I was waitressing at that time because the hours, um, you know, allowed me to be home with the kids and and cut back on daycare mm-hmm. and and make really good money. So that didn't help either, you know, being in restaurants and you're done your shift and just just really sort of um, bad habits, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, one night I remember sitting, my husband was working and I was sitting on the couch and and I guess my 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 little guy was maybe about six months old and I just had this moment where I thought, oh my gosh, I. I, I can't keep doing this. I have to, you know, I have to do something. Even if it's five pounds, I have to do something. So it ended up anyway, I called my husband at work and and kind of, um, you know, I, I think I guess I unofficially set an intention that night and said, listen, I need to, you know, I need to take some weight off. And, and at that point, honestly, I was thrilled with five pounds. Mm-hmm. So um, the next morning, it was something where I, I've always loved to learn I've always loved to study and I still am to this very <laughs> moment. And I just, I was determined and I dove into um, healthy eating. I dove into, you know, just kind of the, you know, I, I knew to burn calories and things like that, but from an organized point of view, I needed to know how to do it every day and I needed to know how to, you know, make permanent changes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I did over the next um, that was March of, I think, 1999. Mm-hmm. And over the next six months or so, I dropped, uh, I guess it was about 55 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And well, it, it what happened was I started and the weight came off. And then as I got more knowledgeable, you know, and I learned more and I was, I started to run and oh my goodness, as soon as I started to run, well, it, it just, it, you know, I was walking to work. I was really watching my portions. And by this point, it took about six months maybe to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been reading everything I could get my hands on, like vegetarianism and, and a uh, little bit of veganism only for the knowledge. I'm, I'm by no means a vegan mm-hmm. um, and just reading everything. And then, you know, one thing led to another and, um, Come August, I had, I hit about 115, I guess, and it was, I mean, it was fascinating at that time, you know, because of the dramatic weight loss. But at the same time, um, down the road, it caught up with me because it was just, it was too small. Like I couldn't maintain that weight, mm-hmm. and it, not in an enjoyable way, anyway. Mm-hmm. But I didn't manage to, you know, I stayed that size for a, a good long time, and um, in the meanwhile, I, um, I became a personal trainer. I studied with ISSA back in, in 2000 because I thought, I, I think just who I am, it's always kind of been there, but with the journey that I took with the weight loss and how it changed me and, and how you know I interacted with people and my confidence level, mm. and there was so much tied up into and it's not, you know, into the weight loss. And it wasn't from a vanity point of view. It wasn't, I'm not, I'm not uh, somebody, you know, it, it wasn't at all from a vanity point of view. It was, it was absolutely health oriented. And I just, I wanted to be able to play with my kids down the road. I wanted to mm-hmm. be able to play with my grandkids. I didn't want health to be 
any more of an issue than it needed to be, not for something that I could, for all intents and purposes, control. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I say, I started, um, I went, lost my weight, and then realized, oh, this is, you know, I, I would love to be able to help other people do this. So I, I studied and I became a personal trainer and um, started, you know, with the fitness route. So the lifting weights and the, and the cardio and, and that side of things. And again, one thing led to another. And I, I somehow stumbled across um, Nesta. It's uh, John Spencer Ellis's sport yoga program. I guess, you know, just, you know, you, you're doing uh, searches and, and um, on the internet and in health and fitness and, and his sport yoga certification popped up back in, I, I guess it was around 2000, 2001. And um, I thought how neat it would be to take this course to add to my personal training so that with my clients, I could help them. Um, you know, they'd have the cardio side of things, but they'd also have the stretching. And, and at that time, honestly, it was really about um, injury. It was about knowing all I could know to keep my clients safe. Mm -hmm. So I, I did. And because his was so appealing because it was a fitness based yoga. There was no really there was no. Um, what I know now, it was really fitness based, but that's what I was, you know, that's where I started and, and, uh, that's what got my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. So I did the certification and then for the next, um, we ended up leaving, we were living in North Bay at that time. I lost my weight in North Bay and we ended up moving back to Timmins and Timmins being, uh, 45,000 people tops <laughs> <laughs> and, and there really being nothing there, especially, well, this was over 10 years ago. Um, when we moved to Timmins, as soon as um, I, you know, I guess it was the path I was meant to take because as soon as we moved back, I ended up for the next few years, I was working steady, whether I was teaching yoga, um, I taught to adults in a gym at the time um, for quite a while. I personal trained at the gym. I worked for a couple of uh, female um, personal trainers. They had a business and they hired trainers and we took on their clients. And, and mm -hmm. uh, so it just had a few years of, of, completely working in fitness because there was really nothing in Timmins at that time. So it really worked out to my benefit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up um, managing a weight loss center. And I think probably the weight loss center um, was, it was, it was a herbal magic. And it, that whole side of things was new to me because I lost my weight through, um, you know, just watching what I eat and completely natural. I didn't take supplements. I didn't do any of that because mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to, and I didn't have to, it just, it, you know, it came off doing what I was doing, mm -hmm. but having, um, got into herbal magic while it wasn't exactly, um, you know, my way of losing weight, it was a fantastic experience because I got uh, sort of a taste of herbs and what they were all about and, and realized that I really like that side of things, but not necessarily what herbal magic was promoting. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I got to coach women, um, which was new to me. You know, I had my university education, but it was in law and justice and I didn't really, you know, do too much with it. Mm -hmm. But um, getting on with Herbal Magic and spending, I guess, close to two years counseling women in weight loss and, um, and healthy eating and, and that sort of thing was just, it opened up a whole new um, world for me, I guess. And, um, you know, at that time, it, it was fascinating to me, but I, I don't think I realized the impact that it had until, you know, probably give or take two or three years ago when, when I started down or restarted down um, this path. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, yeah, that would be a phenomenal experience just uh, to be able to be in a, in a position where you do have that, that structure probably 
but also that freedom of that one-on-one consultation and seeing helping people with their results i could see how that would be really really satisfying oh it was it was and and the women that um you know don't get me wrong the program was it was really low calorie but um you know the way it worked out um the women were you know they lost the weight but they did it in a healthy way i think it was one of those things where when i when i got in and started doing what I was doing as much as they were absolutely following the program as it was laid out they were eating more because it was I was coaching them in that sense from a fitness point of view and realizing that the calories were quite low mm-hmm. but they could you know they could maybe sneak in that extra piece of chicken or or extra scoop of salad and still lose the weight mm-hmm. and, and they did much to you know my boss's dismay but um, <laughs> you know it was just something where and 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 unfortunately I think as fascinating as herbal magic was, it was something that eventually led to me leaving fitness also, if, if you know, which I know was part of the journey, but at that time it was difficult mm-hmm. because it, it, um, my weight was still, um, really low and, and keeping my weight low became almost part of my job. Yes. And, and it ended up that, um, after years of, of teaching in a gym setting and having to look a certain way and and uh no don't get me wrong i miss my abs i absolutely <laughs> so. and they're there they're there but i mean i i you know working in a gym and teaching classes and personal training they were they were there and um but after a while you know you're living in a small town and i've got kids and a husband and and you're in the grocery store and you know your clients are like peeking in your grocery cart yes. expecting mm-hmm. that it's going to be full of of <laughs> tofu and you know and don't get me wrong i was eating really well i had dabbled in vegetarianism which i loved but i also still i love meat mm-hmm. and um and it just ended up that it was my life went from enjoying fitness loving fitness coaching in fitness to me worried about everything that I put in my mouth mm-hmm. and, and, uh, well, what, what do you do? What, what, you know, how do you stay that weight? How do you do this? And I, I felt eventually I was under a microscope all the time. And mm-hmm. because you're in a small town, you know, you can't avoid anybody. Mm-hmm. There's, there's like two grocery stores and, and no, and if I had a bag of chips for my kids in the cart, you know, the client would be looking <laughs> like, Oh, it's so you know? funny because oh, yeah, yeah. I live in a small town as well. And like, we also only have two grocery stores yeah. and, um, I feel the same way because I am essentially hundred percent raw, but my husband is vegan, but he does eat a few things, you know, and I, yeah. I do most of the grocery shopping and I totally feel the same way. Small town. I'm like, I'm the raw dairy and I yeah. have like some soda water in my cart. Yeah. I'm like, who's You're looking like, sh- at me? I swear that that carrot is mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't even online or anything at that time. You know, like I, I was, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. At least 10 years ago. So, I mean, I didn't even have to deal with what you have to deal with because, you know, <laughs> people knew me, but they knew me from, from work or from the gym or whatever, but mm-hmm. I didn't have any, any online personality. So it wasn't, <laughs> thank goodness. But, so, so you, it sounds like you transitioned. So did you kind of leave all the fitness stuff behind you know, at that time? I, I left the organized fitness. I left um, working in fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, from a personal point of view, I continued, you know, in, in my own way, doing my own thing at home. I, I kept up to a certain degree with my yoga practice. It did suffer a little bit, um, you know, as far as what I think I could have been doing at that time. I wasn't quite doing. We still had two little kids. Um, we were. I was working. I think at that point between the gym and waitressing. Oh, there was one point where I had three kind of part-time jobs so that I didn't have to put the kids in daycare, but they still, you know, at that time, they still ended up in daycare to a degree. But uh, it was just, I was running around like crazy and something had to give on top of, I found myself um, 
starting to kind of develop some quirky eating habits that I wasn't really thrilled with. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, you bargain with yourself and you just going full tilt, I think, the other way to keep the weight off that was as unhealthy as what I was doing, you know, to keep the weight or that put the weight on. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a, I had, you know, I guess another epiphany where I was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. So I, uh, I walked away from that and just continued at home on my own terms and kind of got myself back on track. And it, I mean, it was the best thing at that time. I don't regret it in the least, you know, it, it had to be done if nothing else. But, um, so basically, uh, I'm not sure what year that would have been. I guess, well, I'll, I'll kind of go back a little bit because I think one thing leads to another because my my son at that time would have been, um, when I started losing the weight, he was about six months and then he would have been a year, give or take. Um, and again, backtracking a little bit, we, with my son, Ryan, my oldest or my middle son, he um, has ADHD mm-hmm. and he has it in a, in a, in a pretty serious way. So between everything else, um, I, I think I started to look at the yoga at that time, even fitness based nonetheless, but I started to look at it. I, I think I wanted a bit more from it. And I, and I did start to, to research a little bit more of the spiritual side of it at that time. But um, one thing that I was struggling with was my son. And um, we were at that time looking for um, diving a little deeper into food again on a personal level, not, not mm-hmm. public, but privately mm-hmm. you know, with, with diets for him, mm-hmm. you know, taking food out to see if that helped, taking colors out, taking, you know, we did everything at that time thinking, you know, and hoping, I guess, that as a toddler, that if we, if we got him on the right diet and we got him on the right supplements and vitamins and whatever, that it would, it would help with the ADHD because we didn't want to put him on Ritalin at that time because he was too little, but mm-hmm. there was, there was some real issues there. So, um, I was looking through the paper one morning and I, I don't know how familiar you are with Reiki, but, um, Reiki is one of those things that, um, and I, I firmly believe it, it, it finds you when you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember just, we'd had a, you know, gone through months and months of, of struggling with, with our little guy and, um, opening the paper and seeing this word Reiki and, um, a lady in town taught it. And I had no idea, I'd never heard of it before in my life, but it was, you know, her, whatever her ad said, it was, you know, self-healing and, and, um, take charge and that sort of thing. So at that point, you know, we were um, just almost desperate for mm-hmm. anything that mm-hmm. we thought would give us a bit of relief. So it ended up that I, uh, <laughs> I conned my husband into letting me, you know, take this um, this weekend level one course because mm-hmm. it was for us it was it was kind of pricey at that time, and um, it was something that we were that just you know goes thinking back, uh, you know, where we were at and what we were willing to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, I discovered Reiki, um, during all of this and I did my level one and, um, continued on with it, you know, I mean, obviously, and I, I did my level two and then I did my level three over the next few years, mm-hmm. but it was something that along with my, um, background in yoga at that time, which again was fitness related, but I knew that I wanted more. Mm-hmm. They just all sort of came together at that time. And, and then we moved forward. So it ended up that, you know, the weight loss led to, uh, the counseling and the teaching women and, and, or coaching women rather. And then the Reiki led to the self-healing and the, the, the side of things that, um, the nurturing and, and, uh, cause so much of Reiki is, it's about, I mean, level one, especially is about you and taking care of you first. And mm-hmm. then 
you can take care of others, mm-hmm. which for me at that time, um, as much as I had the release from fitness, you know, personally, we were really struggling. And uh, um, the Reiki, you know, it was something that I had for me, which um, it allowed me to be a little bit better, you know, I guess in terms of my son. Mm-hmm. And again, it, you know, it, it really helped. And I mean, it helped through the years with, with a different, um, you know, with lots of aspects of him, but, uh, and, and our life in general, not just him, but I would say he was probably the one thing that, you know, led me to that also, mm-hmm. which got me started on the path of, of really totally digging holistic, uh, everything <laughs> and then wanting to know more at that time and, you know, energy work and, and, um, so I, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's an incredible journey. And I think that's so true that it is just one thing that does lead us to another. And we never realize it at the time. Like even when you were working at Herbal Magic, you didn't know probably, (laughs) you know, that there were these skills or these things that you would, that would awaken in yourself in terms of what, what your purpose is, you know, and what you're great at. And wow. So I'm just kind of curious. It's sort of a side, side question, but about, about your son and the ADHD, did you find that because I know it's it's so common did you find that any of those food changes made any difference or was there any insights because I'm just thinking if anyone is listening you know I know I know through that journey and you know what I'll be honest with you I would love to say oh my god it was fantastic (laughs) we found we found it and and I I can't I can't Mm -hmm. say that at all um he's um, he's almost 15 and, and he's on, he's been on Ritalin for quite a few years now. And it wasn't at that time, it was heartbreaking to put him on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. We, you know, around that, especially when he was little and we could really control quite a bit more of what he ate, mm-hmm. you know, it was one thing where, um, I'm, I learned and we were very aware of food additives and chemicals and, and, you know, things that he absolutely shouldn't eat. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you cut those out or you minimize them and then, you know, everybody benefits from it. We all ate really well and we still do. So, you know, we took that from it. And, and I mean, he's healthy. He's a smart kid. He does fantastic in school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's tall like my husband and he's, he's um, you know, because of being on the medicine, he has regular um, checkups. He's absolutely healthy and he eats well. Um, he, you know, not as well as we'd like, but. Um, well, you know, at, at 15, it's. Oh. the control is yeah, gone I know, I know. <laughs> and you know and, and but it's it's neat because he likes cucumbers loves cucumbers and he's such a picky eater but he'll eat carrots out of the bag he'll eat cucumbers if i you know if i peel them in and get them ready for him mm-hmm. um and we've started with um my teenager uh loves to cook also which is fantastic because her and i in the kitchen we just we do some really some neat damage but <laughs> you know muffins and um banana breads and she's found a recipe that she makes over and over for like energy bars Mm -hmm. with oatmeal and and cranberries and um well she'll throw in chocolate chips but Mm -hmm. there's nothing in them that's that's junky and he'll eat those you know so there's things like that that I know you know as much as I I the ADHD has been a struggle and still is a struggle every day for us Mm -hmm. I also know that on the plus side of it it has given us the motive and the, um, you know, the inspiration, I guess, to really be mindful of what we eat. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and again, it's not, you know, it's not a cure for any of us, but we have a really healthy family and we're, you know, he's in karate. We're all active in our own way. And would we be like that? Had he not been diagnosed? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess for now it's just been, you know, how, 
it's been for so long that I don't see any other way. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if I had to, to take the plus out of it, it is something where, you know, I mean, we have coping mechanisms other ways, but we do, uh, you know, we are really mindful of the food and what all of the kids eat, um, you know, mm-hmm. as far as knowing the benefits to it and, and not making something that's there worse if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one thing that what you were just saying about food was reminding me of a question that I wanted to ask you about the life force in food. Ah. I, I know when we were emailing back and forth, I thought that was something that's really interesting because I know that as a raw foodie, I should know more about this. <laughs> they they talk so much about, you know, um, living foods and the enzymes and the energy that's in just that fresh, fresh food. And I was curious if you if you knew anything about life force in food and if you had any insights on that yeah well you know what it, it to put it simply it's it's you know like I'm really I love the moon and and I love the sun and the energies that come with that and the philosophies behind it I mean that's partly from going back um, when we moved to London a year ago I right away I signed up and did a 200 hour yoga teacher um, course I had my, you know, I had my background in it, but I really wanted, by now, I wanted the spiritual side of it. And I, I mean, oh my gosh, it's just, again, opened up my world in a fantastic way. But the one thing that we really um, focused on was, um, you know, prana and life force and, and from a yoga point of view. But then you realize that everything, especially, you know, um, raw food and, and veggies and, and plants and that, they have their own life force. They, I mean, the sun uh, beats down on them and helps them grow and the water and the earth and the elements mm-hmm. and um, eating close to the vine, eating a carrot right out of the ground that hasn't been processed or touched or, um, you know, manhandled in any way is, is the life force in that carrot is, is powerful. And you're, you're nourishing yourself with that carrot that is, is just pure, you know, the pure earth, that the sun, there's nothing in it that's not, completely natural mm-hmm. and and filling yourself full of nourishing food you know in turn nourishes you and gives your body kind of the the best um oh the best go at things if, if mm-hmm. that makes sense totally you know? yeah. yeah I know that's it's something that I don't think about a lot but occasionally especially occasionally I will sprout alfalfa sprouts or that sort of thing okay. and I, I always think that it it's the one time where I really do think about that because I think okay yeah. these these were growing on my windowsill yeah and, and I that and I'm just going to like they're in the middle of growing and I'm just going to snatch them and pop some in my yeah. mouth and then they're like when do they stop growing or so to me it it while it does on one hand sound sort of like an out there concept and when you bring it down to really that base level yeah. it makes so much sense that they are really just growing and living things and the more of that we can incorporate into us it can only be good I mean my my, um like I I one of the big things because you know we're a big family there's six of us and um you know one of the things that the kids love and everyone will eat is spaghetti and Mm -hmm. years ago I mean it it, and it's not necessity because I mean I, I don't know how much you save growing your own basil but um you know I just I've always loved to grow things we've always even in Timmins with about a six week growing season you know I was we were growing lettuce meslin mix with the kids and carrots and I mean don't get me wrong they were little bitty carrots but you know we were still determined to grow them my husband he built me about an eight foot like rectangle 
um, raised garden in Timmins and we, we grew whatever we could. And I years ago planted, um, my, my Italian spices, I call them because they're my thyme, my oregano, uh, my basil, my sage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think minted that time and they just grew and grew. And what we would do, you know, when I'm making my spaghetti sauce is, you know, we traipse outside, we'd snip off some basil, some thyme, some oregano, mm-hmm. and we go back in the house and add it to the spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's fresh. We grew it. And I, I, I mean, I can't explain it. I'm sure you, you know, you, you get it too. It's, there's just something about food. When you love food, you, you love it right from the ground up, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to grow your own. You want to, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm, I'm, we're canning things. We're um, drying things. You know, I've learned more about herbs over the years and, and, you know, drying them and, and making our own teas and, you know, grinding up the sage and putting it on the chicken and mm-hmm. and roasting a chicken and and you know we're all doing it the kids are helping um to a certain degree especially my older one um but it's these things that there's just something about um having that kind of control over your food and knowing like wow I grew that mm-hmm. and and um I'm cooking with it and my kids are eating it and you know it came from our backyard like there's I don't know there's just something about that, that absolutely you, yeah absolutely so here's here's a good question though cuz I hear you you're amazing and that you've got four children, husband, all these things going on, growing vegetables. <laughs> I how what is a good trick for doing it all? Cuz a lot of us oh. we want to like even me for example, I really want to be growing more, especially herbs and things like that are maybe a little bit more doable. So it's kind of a two-part question, I guess. One part being like how do you do it all? <laughs> or how do you do most of it? <laughs> as soon as I figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> but you know what? I think as far as the first part of the question, to say I do it all, um, I mean, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I have, I think I'm, I know I am. I mean, my husband is, is, uh, he's fantastic. He's, he's supportive. And, and let me tell you, I mean, I've dabbled in everything over the years. I'm a a seeker, an absolute seeker. And I have taken a thousand e-courses. I've taken a thousand certifications. I am, you know, being a a creative person, you, you want to learn it all. You want to do it all. Mm -hmm. And he has um, been, you know, really incredibly supportive of me. My kids, I don't think they know any different in a sense, because I've always kind of been into something different they've always had to you know what's your mom what what does your mom do oh she's uh she's a yoga teacher or she's I've never been you know um probably working at herbal magic was the most traditional job I've ever had and even at that time it was kind of you know wacky and well my mom helps people lose weight and um you know and and there's nothing wacky about that it was just it it, it, I've never kind of gone the traditional route Mm -hmm. and my kids have grown up knowing that and my husband I think he just sort of you know, accepted it. And, and because he's a black belt, he's always had, we have a karate club also. So he teaches kids and adults karate. Mm-hmm. So he's, and he's been in karate since he was five. So he's got a really strong um, background and appreciation for holistic type stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that, you know, you, you find somebody for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe, you know, it, that everything happens for a reason, good and bad. And, um, you know, being blessed with him, as you know my best friend at that time and then marrying him and 20 years later he you know he is it makes a huge difference when you have a supportive spouse well I think that is so key because when I said how do you do it all it 
not that any of us can do it all, but it becomes so much easier if your spouse is walking with you and supporting you and enjoying the food that you make rather than sort of if you're trying to do one thing for yourself. And then, you know, I I think that that is is a key. It's huge. Mm -hmm, For sure. And, and, you know, and I I mean, I feel with the women that I coach and, you know, friends that you talk to and, and women you've worked with over the years and that it um it's you feel for the ones that you know whether their husband is is not supportive at all or won't help at all or I mean there's always those extreme cases Mm -hmm. but or the husband that you know kind of humors you and yeah yeah do whatever you want that's you know um it's I I can't imagine because I've always I mean I've always had him since you know since high school and going through university together and just growing up together essentially um having that support from him I I don't know I you know I don't know where I would be I don't know Mm -hmm. how because you have such a strong desire to do the things, especially as you get older, I think you you kind of stop worrying about what everybody else thinks you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you just, you sit and you listen and you think, oh my God, that's, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, work in a gym and teach people sweaty yoga. <laughs> I want to, you know, now, I'm, I mean, I love yoga and I, I, I do my yoga online at this point for women and, and as part of my program. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm teaching toddlers in my basement Saturday mornings. <laughs> I saw I, your, I saw oh, your little picture of your bur- burritos, your little and, burrito kids. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't it funny? <laughs> And and my son, the other ones were wrapped up like burritos. And my my five year old, he's wrapped up. I don't know if you can see him in the picture, but he's on like the left side. He was a taco, like he determined to be different. Eh? He he just pulled the mat instead of rolling up in it. He pulled it over his head, you know. So like he was the taco filling. But it's just you know, it's it's such a to be able to do what I do. And and, and I mean, I, not for a moment does it feel like work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's something else where you know, I said to my husband when we moved down here, we had this basement. Um, that was, it's a a cute basement, but we completely, you know, I, I threw it on him one morning and said, you know, what if we pulled the couch out of the basement and put a fresh coat of paint on it and, and turned it into like a yoga art studio. And I'm, you know, you kind of hold your breath on one hand. You think, well, yeah, he's going to agree because, you know, he's a good guy and he agrees to everything, but that's pretty (laughs) far out, you know, but next thing you know, he's pulling out the couch, putting it in the garage, which, you know, uh, it's out in the garage and the dog has a great little place to sleep now. And I mean, I've got a studio down there and I mean, I can fit six um, or oh, six kids easily. And because kids, they don't stay on the mats anyway. So I could probably get a few more down there, but six is a nice size, um, you know, and women, if, when I decide to um, do something for, for women, um, I, I think I could probably fit four or five comfortably. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just something else where I'm I'm really, really lucky because he's, you know, um, to be able to do what I do and 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 having a 17 year old, which, you know, helping with the little ones mm-hmm. um, is makes a huge difference. I mean, obviously, our family is is um, I, I mean, I didn't talk too much about that, but um, w- with everything that happened, um, my my husband um you know, we had our first two kids and everybody's like, oh, you're so lucky. You've got one of each, the million dollar family. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we were. And, and so he, he's going to love me telling you this, but I mean, most people know it anyway, our close friends and that, um, you know, he, he got fixed after our second son Mm -hmm. and that was that. Mm -hmm. So years passed, many years passed. And, um, I wanted more 
and I, I, it wouldn't go away. You know, like when you're in the mall and you see a baby and you're like, oh, that's so cute. I love babies. <laughs> well, I really, really loved babies and it, it didn't go away. So we did what you did. We got, we got dogs and we got cats and I think I had a hamster at one point. Um, and, you know, you try to kind of fill, you have your two kids, but you're like, something's missing. Mm -hmm. And, and just the path that I was on, I was really aware, you know, that something was missing. So long story short, um, I guess about six years ago, I was just leaving the last fitness place I was working at because um, I remember just I, I put tie the two together because we had decided that my husband was going to go back and get unfixed so that we could try for two more. Mm -hmm. And um, it, his appointment had gotten canceled or we, I think we chickened out for the first one to go get the <laughs> rehearsal done. And I was working at, at this the, for these two ladies personal training, um, their clients. And um, it ended up anyway that his thing got rescheduled and it was kind of the catalyst for me where I knew, you know, that I was, I was done in fitness at that point. I needed a break. Mm -hmm. And it ended up that he went back and uh, he got unfixed and we had two more. <laughs> so we, we, uh, we have four altogether. But what's, I mean, what is really neat about all of it is, um, you know, my first two benefited from the yoga, but I had, again, because I was heavy into it. But then with the second two, I, I just kind of got back into it, uh, well, about a year ago and uh, in, in a more, again, more organized way. So now with the toddler classes, um, you know, having my kids included in it, it's, I mean, it's just such a gift to be able to do what I love and have my little ones in it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, them benefit from, I mean, the the brownies with your your kitchen is um, I, I, I'm not sure. I discovered you a couple of months back, I guess. And I've been, I've got your app. I started with your app. And um, so when I'm at the grocery store, I, I love how organized you are because I just, I, I click up and there's the list here, buy this, <laughs> you know, for me as a, as a busy mom, I'm like, Oh, thank God. Just tell me what to buy. <laughs> so I, I started with, uh, you know, a few of your salads and that. And um, so now, you know, um, with your kitchen and I'm, I'm working through the one, the first course, whatever the one is where you have to make the dessert and, and the smoothie and whatever else. Yes. The so, raw baby steps. Oh yeah. Is that, that's the one mm -hmm. Yeah, baby steps. Eh? <laughs> and we started with the brownies mm -hmm. and um, my 15 year old who is so again, picky, right? He'll, yes. I mean, he eats literally about five things. I'm like, come here, bud. And right out of the blender. Cause you know, I, I made sure I read cause I'm, I'm, I like fresh and I'm more than familiar with smoothies and salads and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I'm not familiar with cooking or blending with the nuts and, and all of that in, in, a, in a way to make food with it. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that I read that, you know, it's good to eat right out of the blender. And I think you had put something that said, you know, you can eat it, but, you know, it's good cold, too. Mm -hmm. So I pulled him down and I'm like, here, Rye, try this. And I, I wasn't sure if he was going to try it or not. And oh, my God, he took it. And because and, I took a spoon and took a glop of it out of the, out of the food processor and he ate it right off the spoon and, and smiled and I was like oh my god are you kidding me is he gonna eat this because here I am I'm like yeah dude eat some brownies but knowing there's absolutely nothing in them that isn't really good for him especially when you know he struggles because he's so picky mm -hmm. um, and he's a you know growing teenage boy to be able to stuff him full of nuts and, and healthy uh, proteins and fats like that, mm -hmm. you know, for me is like, oh, my God, fantastic. Here, eat the whole tray. <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's been uh, I'm really um, I'm loving the exploring the raw food from, uh, you know, an active point of view, not just oh, like we've always ate salad. You throw together a salad and you don't think in terms of it being raw necessarily. Mm -hmm. You just think what mm -hmm. oh, salad. But to be able to go to a place like your kitchen 
and and have it all laid out so organized and the grocery lists and just being able to literally write down okay this is what i need for it um now we're dabbling with with the beets i mean i made that um the beet and the avocado salad and oh, i'm sure I love I, that one oh it's so good <laughs> and now i've shared that one with um the women in my program and now they're making it because it's something it's a root vegetable so it's close to the earth it's it's a heavier veggie so you know for winter time because we're very seasonal mm-hmm. and um and i mean they're loving it so it's something that you know you you just especially with what i do you find something good and you pass it on mm-hmm. and you know that it's going to make somebody's life better easier tastier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? so yeah awesome so uh, just while we're in the mind of wrapping up a bit, I do have a general, I want to use your brain while I've got you here. <laughs> so if I am the type of person, because I think the when I was looking around your website um, at jodylebrun.com, I was basically just definitely noticing about how you're really approaching everything from a holistic point of view, that it's it's not only food, it's not only yoga, it's not only it's not just these parts. It's really the the ideal or the goal might be to address all of these parts. So I know that I definitely have the healthy eating thing down. That's good for me. But I'm just wondering, like, do you have any tips for people who might be having, because I know some friends of mine have the other thing where they are like great at exercise, but maybe they're lacking in other areas of of their lives. Do you think it's a good idea to maybe... Because the way I kind of was thinking about this this morning and preparing for our talk was thinking that for me, I think I started out terribly in the sense that I didn't exercise, I didn't eat well, I didn't do a lot of things, but now I feel like I've got the eating down pat and now I'm maybe able to branch out a little bit more and add more to my life, like maybe add yoga or add something because I've sort of dealt with one thing being like okay now I've got healthy eating under my belt because another thing I find too is when I help people say go raw for 30 days they might have been complete couch potatoes and you know haven't done anything but then they want to completely change the way they eat and then start exercising three hours a day and it's too much so do you have any general insights for people maybe who might be listening who are just on that general subject. <laughs> well, you know what, what I would say, um, and, and what I tell, the first thing that comes to mind is we are um, a mind, a body, and a spirit. We're not one or the other, we're all of them. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, if you can kind of wrap your head around the fact that we're a package deal, then it would be, you know, if you have a Ferrari, you're not going to put um, the lowest grade gas in it. You're going to want to give that Ferrari, the best you can give it. Mm-hmm. So if you look in terms, and I know it's just kind of a silly analogy, but if you look at yourself in terms of, of who you are and what you are, if you're taking the time to um, do some yoga, do some light running or, or cardio or whatever it is that is your, you know, that you love to do fitness wise, why would you turn around and fill your body that you've worked so hard, mm-hmm. um, you know, to keep it fit? Why would you turn around and fill it with um, and again, you know, I'm not saying I don't eat Cheetos once in a while, but <laughs> it, it, it's amazing how many people will put those three hours in and then eat, you know, junk food or food that's not. And I don't mean you have to be perfect. It's not about being perfect by mm-hmm. any means. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you want to give yourself the best you can um, afford, the best you can, um, you know, give yourself. And I would say 
the, the first thing that comes to mind from a practical point of view is is small steps. I mean, in, in the creativity coaching, in, you know, that's what we, we, we talk in terms of small steps. You're not going to go from um, sitting around all day on the couch and, and you decide, okay, today's the day I'm going to, um, I'm going to make a change. And that's great. You have to start somewhere, mm-hmm. but you need to take small steps. You need to say, okay, well, I'm going to focus on, on eating a better dinner. And, and you, you do that for a week, you do that for a month, whatever it is that works for you. And in the meantime, you take a 10 minute walk, you know, you, you, you build up your yoga mm-hmm. practice. You don't go from not doing yoga to three hours of, of, um, you know, sweaty yoga. Mm-hmm. You want to, um, I think honor yourself, if nothing else, by saying, you know what, we're going to make a change. We're going to do some positive things, but we're going to do them in small steps and, and just give yourself that freedom to kind of enjoy the journey and, you know, make what you want to do, what you want to stick to make it permanent. It has to be done over time. And you have to, um, you have to, like I say, I just keep going back. You have to honor your body. You have to honor your mind and, and know that you can't, you didn't end up sitting on the couch um, overnight. So you're not going to lose the weight overnight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. be the, the best raw foodie ever overnight. Mm-hmm. It's You have to work up to that. And you and again, you have to give yourself the opportunity to um, enjoy what you're doing and really kind of let it sink in. Is that... Oh, that's Does that make beautiful. Sense? It yeah, makes I complete just, sense. Yeah. Because I think that it's funny because when you were talking about the mind, body, and the spirit, I definitely find that probably even you were saying sort of you started out with sport and fitness and it sort of led you into these other ones and I think I got into this world of really caring about my whole self and whatever that includes through through the doorway of healthy eating but I can see that once you're in the door and it doesn't really matter how you get in that it's a natural progression to because these three elements of the mind, body, and spirit are so connected that it makes sense that you come in and then want to expand a little more and and honor those other areas too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just neat because I think for me, I was never somebody who was into health at all or into... I guess I was sort of into exercise when I was a kid. I, I loved doing that sort of thing, but I think it's interesting how it sometimes these things just fall into our lap or we find them at the right time and it really does change us. I can even see with myself that I'm starting to go into a different direction just as you were saying that one thing led to another. I feel that it's all part of all of our journeys and and it doesn't really matter where you come from. It's just that where you're at today is really leading you hopefully to a better place than where you started. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't, you know, the thing is, it doesn't, I think it's really unfortunate because um, having started out in fitness, you realize just how much the media pounds on you to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to think a certain way. And I I mean, as women, and again, and I only say that, I know it applies to men also, but I I deal primarily with women. Mm -hmm. Um, We are so kind of, again, pounded but you have to be a certain weight. You have to look a certain way. And we're so focused on trying to be 110 pounds or 120 pounds or whatever our, our number is that we think we need to be. And if we would just focus on treating ourselves better, taking the time, you know, as moms, you hear, oh, you can't, you know, that's, you're being selfish if you take downtime or you're being selfish if you want to go away for the weekend and, and, you know, hang out with the girls and spa time or whatever it is for you. 
But I think if we could come full circle and incorporate more, you know, self-nurturing into mm-hmm. our lives and mm-hmm. realize that when my mind is clear and I'm focused and I'm happy, then everybody around me is happy, you know, because it, it you know, as women, as, as moms, as girlfriends, wives, whatever, you know, you're the one that kind of, uh, I'd like to, you know, you kind of lead the pack and we set the tone. And when we feel good and, and we know that, that, you know, we're eating well, the kids are eating well, everybody's energetic, life is good, then everybody benefits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, I didn't benefit when I was focusing on, oh my God, I have to be 122 pounds. Mm-hmm. As soon as I realized, you know what, that's just a, a number. And, and again, don't get me wrong, I, I'm fully aware of healthy weight ranges and, and where we should be, you know, in a perfect world. But I also know that um, for me to keep my weight down or for me to keep my mind clear, I need the yoga to do that. I need to meditate once in a while. I need to give my brain um, and my body and, and my spirit especially you know, that downtime to say, okay, listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm busy doing it all, all the time, but now is my time to just kind of, you know, I need to paint a picture. I need to, to let my right brain or my left brain rather just, you know, take a holiday. Mm-hmm. And um, then you come back recharged, you come back, um, you know, happy, grounded, and then you can continue on with what needs to be done. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Jody. it has been so fun and such a pleasure to get to know you better and to hear your story and to inspire us all to look after those three things in us, mind, body, and spirit. Just as we're, as we're ending here, where can people find you online? Uh, well, I'm, I'm jodylebrun.com. And um, on Facebook, I'm my Facebook page is uh, Balance Rhythm and Joy. It's all one long word. <laughs> but you can you can friend me also. I'm uh, my my personal page is if you punch in Jody LeBrun, you'll find my personal page, and um, you know you can find me there. And I mean I tweet under Jody LeBrun, but for for the most part, I my website is my hub. If you if you get to my website, then everything else will lead you um, from there. Perfect. Well, I guess we'll we'll end it there. Thank you so much, Jody, and I know we'll be talking again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, the Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.